Hi there. You are listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, where we talk about being unstoppable in your business, brand, and life. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli. And as an entrepreneur, law firm owner, and course creator, I understand what it takes to get to the next level. Through scaling my law firm, making tons of mistakes along the way, and celebrating loads of success, I love to share my secret sauce, tips, and strategies on how you too can become unstoppable. Welcome to the Being Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and super glad to be here after the new year and having COVID and all of the things uh, that 2022 has brought about so far. So yes, the year has started in a very different way, you could say. And um, yeah, we're all working from home. Uh, My town where I live is um, full of COVID everywhere. So everyone's just being super careful. But luckily for me, running a law firm, you can do that from home. I really do feel so badly and sorry for businesses such as cafes that have had to close their doors and they don't know when they're going to be able to reopen again because they don't have enough staff. Either they've got COVID or they're isolating. And obviously, if you're isolating and you have a cafe, you can't run a business. So it is really difficult and challenging times for a lot of people out there. Um, And I hope that you are doing great wherever you are tuning in from. So today we have got a very special guest, which is another awesome thing about digital and podcasts and everything, you know, that we have on offer today is that I connected with this amazing guy, Sam, who lives in LA. Now he is a law firm owner, not just of one law firm, but seven law firms. And he also teaches other lawyers how to implement legal funnels into their firm so that they can get clients in an automated way. So as you can imagine, Sam and I had a lot to talk about since we're both really passionate about helping law firm owners to scale their businesses and do better, get everything set up in automation and to really, you know, skyrocket in their chosen field of the law. So without further waiting, let's just get stuck right into the podcast and I would love to introduce you to Sam. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. How are you? Very good. The Carolee, I'm actually very excited for this. So yeah. I'm very excited as well. It's so much fun for me sitting in Australia to connect with people who are not in Australia and also to connect with other lawyers and that is what's so good about having a podcast is being able to connect with people from all over the world. So I would love to hear a little bit about you, but first I would love to ask you my guest question, which is what makes you unstoppable? It's this one line is you cannot compete with someone who's having fun. So, you know, everybody's grinding it, you know, trying to make a living, but somebody who really enjoys deep down what they do, that's a, that person can dedicate a lot more hours and pay attention to a lot more details and, and be a more creative thinker. And I think I'm blessed enough to be in that, in, in that world, to be able to wake up every day grateful and doing exactly what I love and working in my desired zone. 
And that I really is my definition of success for most lawyers. So hopefully we'll, we'll talk about that, what that means and, and how other lawyers can apply. I that. just, I love that so much. And especially for lawyers to hear that because lawyers feel like it's a badge of honor to be grinding and to be working ridiculous hours and to be stressed and to be overwhelmed and to be putting out fires. It seems to be like, you know, when you, we have conversations, it's like, how are you going? Oh, you know. And it shouldn't be that way. So that you're having so much fun in the law is awesome. So tell me, I mean, we have got a lot to get through in just a very short time, but tell me um, about your businesses because there isn't just one law firm here or one way in law that you present yourself. So um, I know that you've got several things on the go and I'd love to hear about those and for you to break them down. Sure. So I started my first law firm uh, seven years ago. And at the time, I had no idea how to get clients, no idea how to start a law firm. So during our first year, when I had a lot of time on my hands, I spent a lot of time uh, learning, going on YouTube, reading a lot of books. But luckily, I had my law firm website made and I had something to implement to right away. So everything I would learn, I would go implement right away. And then about six years ago, I got exposed to this whole world of sales funnels and by using this software called ClickFunnels. The promise that they make is you can use this tool to, to sell any product or services online. And I started learning about it. I'm like, this is so cool. I wonder if I can apply this to generating clients for my law firm. And I did. I created my first funnel. And what was cool about this funnel idea is that it, it basically, once you turn it on um, using paid, paid ads, it basically brings you traffic and leads. And you could direct them to either go sign up as a client or go schedule a call or go pay for the service. So in my first time actually experiencing this cool feeling of having an automated law firm happened to me uh, when I was on a trip in Israel and I was on vacation essentially and I was getting clients left and right. I was getting notifications, ding, 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 these payments coming in. And I'm like, this is so cool. I have to try to replicate this as much as I can. So I found as many niches as I could in the legal field, tried creating these funnels and I got a lot of experience creating these funnels. And then I went on a little experience of doing this for other lawyers. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I received my first two comic club award, which is basically generating a million dollars online for my first uh, funnel for my law firm. Then I replicated that over for this for the second time. And then uh, about two years ago, I went on a journey to teach this to other lawyers about how they can use funnels to, to generate clients and also be able to automate their law firm so that the law firm can run completely on its own. Um, and that's the only way I can actually do my program and teach other lawyers because I have these law firms that are completely running on their own on the back end and generating income. And yeah, it's been absolutely That's fun. Awesome. So with your first law firm, what area was that practicing in? It's business formation. It's helping entrepreneurs start their business from all over the world. That's awesome. And then you've got a second law firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is for tax IDs, uh, specific tax IDs that people need to be able to either start their business or personal tax IDs if they're not US citizens and things like that. That's cool. And what are the names of these firms so that people can go and check them out? <laughs> sure. My first one, if you, if you just Google my name, uh, it comes up, the law firm names. I, but I don't like putting it out there too much because I've been so sensitive in the past year or two. I've been getting duplicated and replicated so much. And people try to replicate it and it's been getting bothersome. So instead of, I, just, I, I talk freely about the practice types that I do, but I just don't like putting out the specific names of the law firms. Okay, cool. And um, then you've moved also into, so you've got your law firms ticking over and really in an automated way. So obviously you have a sales funnel that's automated and then you have systems in place because you can't 
um, you know, everyone's listening in and they're thinking, well, how do you do all the work that comes in? So yeah. how does that all happen? Sure. So there's it's two components. It's systems, as you mentioned, which is tools, specific tools that I use to be able to kind of connect. If this happens, go do this. And then the second part is crucial for my law firm is hiring and using virtual assistants. Uh, usually people from overseas who can handle essentially anything and everything under the sun from sending up clients to collecting documents to running demand letters to you know doing whatever it takes. Um, so yeah, they run most of the show. And sometimes I also, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I generate the clients and I refer them out as well. So that's another way that I do it. Okay, cool. And so with your overseas um, virtual assistant, so we're in Australia and, or I'm in Australia, not every listener I have is in Australia. Um, I'm in Australia and the Philippines is only a two hour time difference for us. Wow. So it's really common for us to use uh, virtual assistants from the Philippines because it's really easy for us. What about you in the US? What do, Where are you locating your BAs? Also from Philippines, from day one, it's been Philippines and I've stuck to it. But there's been times where I kind of strayed away from that and it's never been a good experience. So now I pretty much have a Philippines only rule where I only stick to BAs from Philippines. Oh, that's cool. And how do you find the time difference? So for people who are listening in and they might be in the UK or the US or Canada, how do you, how do you manage that time difference between the Philippines and the US? It depends on the role. You know, if the role is to sign up clients, then yes, I kind of require that in the job post and in the interview. Hey, can you work in Pacific Standard Time between these hours? Or sometimes if it's just admin or marketing or things that you just have to do at any time, then I'm actually okay. If anything, I encourage the VAs to work on their own hours. And why do I like this? It's because I have so much stuff going on. I don't want to log into my Slack and get notifications. Hey, hey, helping with this, do this, this, that. And I, I don't want to get distracted. So actually, I like that my VAs work on hours that I don't work because I could just assign the work. They do it in the morning. I just come check. Does they do their job? And then you know, can record a quick little Loom video, review their work, and then you know, send it off. And then wake up in the morning, next morning, and it's done. So uh, it works to your advantage, actually. That's awesome. And now that we live in this such more of like a virtual world, like I'm working from home right now, which three years ago, if you had told me that, I would have said there is absolutely no way my team is going to be working remotely because we had a law firm with an office space. Um, We still have the office space, but no one occupies it. Uh, So with that, how do you manage a remote team effectively? Actually, me and my mentor came to a very good, we call a hybrid model where we have, we do still have a physical uh, headquarters, essentially with our director who is in-house at the office. Then when I do go to the office, I brainstorm what's going on, give me the numbers, what's the next steps, what else are we working on? And then, um, but most of our uh, our staff is overseas and virtual. So um, I look at it as like a hybrid model, you know, with your most important roles being in-house, but the actual uh, staff being virtual. That's so cool. So I get a lot of questions from my audience about the way that I use VAs. I haven't actually used VAs as yet for any legal work. Um, how do you, because, and obviously there's a difference between using them for general admin, like it's easier to find those people than say for legal work. So how do you go about finding them or training them to do specific Californian, I'm guessing, um, legal work? So for legal work, it always has the same components. First, you need to collect information, then collect documents, then something needs to be filed, then something needs to be followed up on, 
and then you know something else may need to be filed and then you know some sometimes things may need, may need to be negotiated or there needs to be communication so you break that down into tasks and see whether a VA somebody can do these things behind a computer and most for 80 90% of it it could be again for signing up clients for get, doing the onboarding collecting documents drafting the doing any filings or drafting any demand letters all that could be done virtually and if need be then the the lawyer becomes the last kind of level reviews the work make sure that's good or if, if need be needs to negotiate and do everything else but for the most part it could be delegated for sure yeah so you just really like thinking about what are the high end tasks what are the low end tasks what do lawyers actually need to be spending their time doing um, which is so smart. And I think so many of us aren't doing that. Yeah, you need to be able to break it down. Once you break it down, it becomes more clear. Like, do I really need to be doing this? And the answer is really, usually, really not. Usually in the beginning, when people don't have VAs or they don't delegate enough, they don't know what that looks like because that's their normal, you know, that's the reality. But once you hire first, then it's like you, whenever you want to drink water, you first get the cup, then you fill it up. Most lawyers try to get the water before they get the cup. So go higher first and then you will find ways to be able to delegate to later. And so this is how you get to run two law firms and a legal program for lawyers, a yeah. program for lawyers as well. Actually, seven law firms. <laughs> seven, oh, seven law firms. Yeah. <laughs> seven wow. law firms in, in different niches. Um, two of them, actually, no, two of them are in the same niche, but for the most part, yeah, different niches. And the, the way I can do this is the, all of them have very common commonalities. Like they all have one specific client source that I get most of my clients from. And then I have the leads get added to our CRM. So they're tracked. Um, and then I also have a very specific system to follow up with those leads to sign up the clients and then I have virtual assistants to sign up the clients. So basically what I'm trying to get to is that Yes, I do have all seven, but they're very alike. The systems and everything is a kind of cookie cutter process. So once I figure out that's all it takes for one law firm to run in its own, the rest was just go hire more people, create more Google Sheets, set up more systems and set up more automations to be able to go replicate that over and over. That is amazing. And so that sort of brings me to your program. And I get asked the same question for my program as well. And I know the answer already, but I know a lot of lawyers don't because it's a common question that I get. And I bet you get the same question. And that is, will these marketing methods, will these legal funnels, will the scalable business lounge, whatever it might be, will that work for my area of law? (laughs) Will that work if I live in Arizona or will it work if I live in Sydney? So what do you have to say about that? It's a limiting belief that everybody will have to go through. And I had the same questions and concerns myself when I got exposed to this whole world of funnels. I'm like, okay, I understand this could work for e-commerce or for these types of people. How how am I going to apply this for my law firm? Same concerns. And I can tell you, again, being in it for the past six years and trying so many different things out, not the epiphany is, Everything could be, all this could be applied to. If there's enough people that need you and you have a, and you can solve their problem, all the systems, these funnel systems is just a way for you to go, go and sign up those clients. So yes, it could be applied to any type of law. doesn't matter where you are, uh, who you are, what type of law you practice, as long as there's people that need you, then the, the funnel system is kind of like this backend system to get them signed up. Yeah. And that's exactly the same with the scalable business land. The principles don't matter where you're located or what area of practice you are because it's just transferring the same business principles really, isn't it? And funnels, the way that you teach it, 
um, using a CRM system is really the new way of marketing. Um, like, for example, when I first started the law firm, we didn't have anything like that. We didn't even have a website. We had yellow pages, which is our phone book. Um, whereas now there's so many amazing um, ways to market and creating a funnel. So tell us more about legal funnels and like break it down a little bit more as if we're like four years old. Sure. So there's three components. One, in technical term, it's called traffic. It's a non-technical t- term. It just means your client source, where do your leads come from. For lawyers, there's very specific top client sources that works really well for lawyers. Um, I could just reveal that to you, <laughs> to your audience to provide as much value as possible. One is Google Ads. Second is um, uh, uh, Facebook Ads. And third is YouTube Ads. So these are generally paid sources. Yes, you could also get clients if you post on Instagram and TikTok, all that stuff. But these are usually like paid sources because it's very trackable and very controllable and also scalable. Once something that's working, mm-hmm. just crank up the budget and get more. So that's the one component. So you, you, know, you want to focus and find the one source that works for you. And that usually comes from experience. Like, does it, which source works for me? Well, that comes from somebody who knows who's tried it out. What, uh, if you're able to build, be able to look up your competitors. If you know how to look up your competitors, then you get some clues of what's working. And I kind of give, I teach my students how to fish, how to be able to, you know, what depending on what niche you are, how to find out which source works for you. That's the first thing. Second thing is the funnel itself, which is where you send your leads to. And essentially what your funnel, what you want your funnel to do is to get your leads contact information up front first. That's the first golden rule of a funnel. Second, your mindset should be to nurture, build a relationship with your with your leads. That's usually done with a video and a series of emails. And third is you always want to direct them to your desired action, which is for us, for lawyers, it's either to go schedule a call or to give me a call. And through creating these series of pages and emails and videos, you'll be able to kind of create a very particular path that you want your leads to take and push them towards what you want them to do. And if you set up those systems, those automated emails and things, this system is running on its own. And that leads to the third part, which is automation, which is basically those emails and texts and things that you set up once that is always being sent to your leads and people who do schedule a call with you, you know, what to send them then. You set that up once and that this is running 24-7 around the clock. Once you create it once, then you just crank up your, your traffic source, you bring more leads in there, track your numbers. You know how much this costs you. You know how much, how many clients you signed up, and what the value is. If it's positive, it's you know, it's if it's profitable, great. Crank it up, do more of it, and then now just go manage your team, make sure that they sign up as many as they could. So you're really automating the source of where your clients come in, uh, which is going to relieve. Because one of the things that law firm owners really stress about is they worry about where the next client's coming from because they get so bogged down and busy working on client work that then they don't have time to source the next client, but then they run out of work and it just becomes this sort of vicious cycle. So what you're offering people in your program is to automate that so that you can focus on doing what you love. Exactly. And you need to have a reliable, consistent source of clients coming in. And again, the secret sauce is having that paid source of leads coming in 24-7 and, and those funnels and automation is automatically full up with your leads for you to do that. And then um, I could share with you one of our case, very, very successful case stories. One of my partners, one of my law firms, 
went from zero to 140 clients within six months just by turning it on, having the right team and creating the right funnels for it. And we were able to send up so many clients so fast. Um, so yeah, until, until the lawyer can uh, either partner up with somebody who knows how to set this up, um, then that's kind of your way to freedom. That's awesome. And so with your program, who, like who is it for and how do people get involved in it if they were interested in it? And like, how long is it? How do you deliver it? All of that type of thing. Sure. So it's the same way that this conversation happens. And I know Carly is all about providing value. I'm in the same mindset. I, my marketing comes from education and exposing lawyers to these concepts. So I provide, first of all, provide a lot of value inside of our Facebook group. So if you go on Facebook and search for legal funnel, then you could join a Facebook group there. Also have a, a, a YouTube channel. If you just search for legal funnel, uh, you will to find content there. But if you are interested, if you are a lawyer, um, basically I work with all types of lawyers, you know, either lawyers are just starting out or it could be, you know, you've been running your law firm for 15, 20 years. And if you're either struggling with getting clients and also too is, you know, as what Carly does is kind of creating the systems for the law firm to run on its own. Um, all you have to do is, is go on legal funnel and learn more. And then also if you do, um, if you're first time you're hearing about me about this, just mention Carly's name. Uh, on the call with us. So we know that we came from you, Carly. Um, kind of, we're interested to kind of gauge what happens if we uh, join our forces together. And I do envision both of us working together because I know what you're doing and it's super valuable. And I know you're ahead of, uh, ahead of your peers and you're ahead of your time. And I know my market will, will get a lot of value from you. And I know your market would really get a lot of value from me. So hopefully we'll to work together. Absolutely. Um, so another thing that I really want to talk about, which I love, um, I've seen some of your marketing uh, and I've joined and had a look at as well, is your Google review uh, Google review method, you could call it. I'm sure you've got a bit of a snazzier name than that. But Google reviews is something that really freaks lawyers out because we like being in control and it feels like we're not in control of Google reviews. And as a law firm owner as well, not every single client is going to be happy depending on what area of law you work in. So, for example, if you're a family lawyer like me, uh, you know, a lot of family law clients just are not happy people. It's not a great time in their life. And even though we know we get them a great um, outcome and we get them a, you know, fast, speedy result, they often don't appreciate that because it's, you know, they've still had to divide, for example, half of their property. And litigation is difficult and it's a hard time. Um, so sometimes you'll get a negative review. So tell me about how you counteract all of that and how you keep in control of your reviews and give us the stats on how many reviews you have got because it is incredibly impressive. Yeah, actually, let's do that first. I'm about to share my screen. A lot of people, I need to start off with proof because a lot of people think I'm making things up. So a law firm. Right now, I'm seeing at 3,005. Actually, it's my first time seeing there were over 3,000 reviews. This is that actually, is amazing. Yeah. A lot of people... And they're all yeah. five star. Yeah. For 99.99% of our five stars. And that's attributed to my personal virtual assistants who are able to quickly respond back to emails and to a lot of systems to be able to quickly serve the clients quickly. Um, the whole lot of things I could talk, talk about that. But... This isn't, first of all, these are all real. Uh, every single one of these is real reviews. I never even asked my friends for reviews. If you don't believe it, just scroll through them and <laughs> you'll see that they're real. Second is this didn't happen by chance. Um, there's a very system, uh, specific script and a very specific um, 
automation that I use for this. And it's, it's really, really, it's one of my highest value things that I teach instead of legal funnel. But today we're going to share it with your audience. So if you're right now, if you are a lawyer and you want more Google reviews, see if you can, uh, as I'm sharing this, you know, take some notes and actually implement it because it is a game changer and it's really high value. So first again is the script. And second is there's an automation component to it. So first of all, what is the script? And why does the script work? So what most lawyers do is that they, when they finished off the service, when they finish off the client, they say, hey, can you leave me a review? Here's the link. And then they provide the link, right? That's the default way, right, Carly? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the best way to do it because it's too much of an ask to send somebody a link to get them to write a review. People are, la- are lazy. doesn't matter how nice you were to them and how much you work for them. People are just inherently lazy. You're going to have a very low conversion rate of, of doing that. Instead, what you want to do in the secret sauce is ask people for permission for you to send them a link for a review. And what I mean by that is, is actually, I'll share with you my exact script. And this is the exact script. So as I'm reading this, if you're watching this, on, if you're listening to this on a podcast, just write down these exact words because these are the exact words that I've been using since I created this script five years ago, four years ago. So the first word is personalized, uh, first name. I'd like to ask you for a favor. Would you please mind taking? Uh, would you please mind taking a few moments to write a review for me? Question mark. Your comments will help others know what to expect when they're looking for the service I offer. So you're giving people a reason. And now here's the the secret sauce. This is the call to action. May I please send you a link to leave a review, if that's okay with you? First name. And you, end, and you end with that. You ask them permission. Hey, do you mind if I send you a link? And guess what? What their commitment is very easy. It's just like, yeah, I don't mind. They say yes. And when they say yes, they're committing themselves to actually following through. So what this is in psychology, it's micro commit. They're micro committing themselves to do it. And when they micro commit, they're way more likely to follow through and to actually leave a review versus going in. Here's a link. Write me a review. So when they say yes, you, all you do is simply you send the second sequence. We'll talk about why is a sequence. Sequence of emails that says, great, thank you so much. Here's the link to, to write a review. Uh, by the way, I really appreciate you doing this. I'll be sure to re- return, return the favor when you, need some, when you need assistance in the future. So again, more psychology. If you do this for me, I'll, I'll scratch your back later, etc. And that method, again, that script with the second part is automation, which means there have two email sequences. And I use a tool called MixMax. M-I-X-M-A-X, which is a tool inside of your Gmail inbox that's, uh, that you can use to send automated emails. That means if somebody doesn't respond back to my first email, then a second email is automatically sent to them a day later. And then if they don't respond back to that email, then another email is automatically sent to them. So I have two sequences. One is called review one, which is just the ask. Hey, can you leave me a review? Can you leave me a review? And then once they say yes, then I send them review two sequence. Which is here's the link. Thank you so much. Here's the link. Thank you so much. And by using this this very specific method, it works much better, like two or three times better than just sending people a link. And every time that I teach this, and actually people go implement, they see real results, and all of a sudden they get like 20, 30, 40 reviews within a couple of weeks. And they're like, oh my god, Sam, this works like a charm. So please, if you listen, if you just listen to this, I don't want you just learning this cool little method. Go back three minutes before, write down the script, implement it for yourself, and it'll be a game changer for you. I love that. That is so amazing and so much value for all lawyers that are listening in. And, you know, the best way, as we talked about before, negative reviews to counteract them is just to have a whole lot of really positive reviews. 
Um, and then, you know, you, you're never going to keep every single person in the population happy. People, what I find funny, and you'll probably agree, they don't, they're not motivated to write you a positive review on their own accord. And we have to, you know, go to lengths and do a strategy like you've just explained. But if they're disgruntled, they will leave a review for you. It's, so the best way to counteract it yeah, is to yeah. is to get positive reviews. Exactly. That's and that's actually what inspired me to go and get so many Google reviews. My, I only this is like about four years ago. I only had a couple of Google reviews, and I don't know where I got a one star review, and I I don't know who it was. And I think I, to this point, I still don't know who it was. But then I try to figure out ways to get rid of it. And I realized I couldn't get rid of it. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, ah, a good defense is good offense. So let me just go get more reviews to kind of bury this review. So sometimes in life, you know, you know, instead of being upset, figure out a way, how can, how can this inspire me to go do something positive? So actually, I have a lot to, you know, be grateful for, for that one star review. I love it. And I bet, like, I don't know if there would be any other law firm on the planet that would have that many reviews. Yeah. And then, and you know, at some point you'd be like, okay, is it enough? But I know, you know, the competition is going to get stronger. So I'm pushing for 5,000. That's my next goal. Um, are you, and reviews are, by the way, really, 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 really valuable for law firms because it helps with your conversions. When somebody's considering you, they Google you 100%. Just expect 100% of your leads Google you and they will go look up your reviews. They need to yeah. figure out who that they're about to get to bet with. So if you have a lot of good reviews, that'll be a huge boost into your conversion. Absolutely. And it also helps with Google SEO and the way that you appear on the front page and all sorts of things. Yep. And it's a positive feedback loop. So the last thing that a client does is reviews, which helps you get more leads and which feeds the system. So it's like a positive feedback loop for your law firm to do really well. I love that. So where can lawyers find you if they're interested in signing up to Legal Funnels? Just go to uh, Legal funnel.com you could see our past student testimonials you know that might just talking out of my butt am <laughs> i making things up you want to see our past lawyer successes and just schedule a call to speak to us and just m- make sure to please mention carolee's name um so that i'll be able to keep track of it that is so awesome well that is all we have today and i am super happy to have had this podcast with you and i know that all of my listeners are gonna have got so much value and I encourage them to all hop over to Legal Funnels to see what you are dishing up for them. Yeah, for sure. And I also want to give Carolee, I want to give you props for, um, I could, I'm could. i a people reader and I know your heart is in this. You're not doing this for you know, ulterior reasons to make more money. I think you really enjoy helping people and you know you see the light in the tunnel and you want other people to see that light in the tunnel. So props to you. I I'm proud of you. And I know both of us will be able to affect so many lives together and, you know, make the world a better place. A hundred percent. And make the legal world a better place because lawyers need to have more fun and they need to have more passion about loving what they do. Exactly. I agree. Well, lovely to talk to you and we will talk again soon. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to learn how to scale your law firm without burnout, then join my free workshop at caroliefontanelli.com. Until next time, you have got this.